Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2379, with a release date of Friday, June 2nd, 2023, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The Rockall Island D-Expedition is on the air and rocking. A supernova sends a message to Earth by radio. And one CW enthusiast goes from pounding the brass to winning it. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2379 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now reporting from Charleston, West Virginia, here's Jim Dameron, NATMW. The big challenge is on. Our top story takes us to the uninhabitable granite islet in the North Atlantic Ocean known as Rockall Island, which is being activated by two amateur radio operators. Ed Durant, DD5LP, takes us there. As Newsline went to production, two hams were on the air and the competition for contacts was predictably intense. It's a challenge for chasers around the world. For the hams, the challenge is even bigger. Emil Bergman, DL8JJ, and Nobby Stiles, G0VJF, hope to break the record of a 46-day stay on the rock set in 2014. The pair and their exhibition leader, Cam Cameron, plan to stay on the rock for as long as 50 or 60 days and raise £50,000 for charity. This coveted DX is designated IOTA number EU189 and is a most wanted location. Be listening for MM0UKI and cross your fingers that they are listening for you. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. Radio waves have been known to carry some important messages over the years, but one recent message received by a research team led by scientists at Stockholm University contained a cosmic message. Here's Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB, with that story. Scientists have picked up radio waves revealing the presence of an unusual type of supernova, a thermonuclear supernova, the kind used by researchers to measure the expansion of our universe. Not long after the supernova's discovery, scientists at the W.M. Keck Observatory in Hawaii detected helium emissions, another significant marker. According to SciTech Daily, the discovery of this type of supernova, known as Type 1A, is the first to be accomplished via radio waves. The presence of helium emissions is seen as evidence that an exploding compact white dwarf star had pulled helium from the outer layer of a companion star, the donor star, while the supernova was being triggered. That material is more commonly hydrogen. The discovery is an accomplishment on another level, too, according to researcher Eric Kuhl of the Stockholm team. He told the journal Nature that astronomers have been trying to accomplish this kind of detection by radio for decades. This is Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. In some parts of the U.S. where it's nearly hurricane season, it's also the season for volunteering to look out for them. As we hear from Randy Sly, W4XJ. For 59 straight seasons, the Hurricane Watch Net has been activating for hurricanes that make landfall, as well as helping those in affected areas before, during, and after a hurricane. Just ahead of this year's season, the word is going out in the southern and eastern United States and the Caribbean that HWN needs you. 
They are looking for more people who can get on the air from the areas hit by the storms. Net manager Bobby Graves, KB5HAV, quickly offered cautionary words, telling AR Newsline, Of course, priority number one for anyone is to do all you can to protect your property, home, family, and yourself. It's always safety first. However, if hams are safe at home or in a storm shelter where a portable station can be set up, the net would like to hear from them. Every piece of weather data, measured or estimated, is considered to be important information by the forecasters at the National Hurricane Center. The Hurricane Watch Net covers the Caribbean, Central America, Eastern Mexico, Eastern Canada, as well as the U.S. Atlantic and Gulf Coast states. Hams normally operate on 14.325 MHz by day and 7.268 MHz by night. In addition to taking storm reports, they also stand ready to relay any emergency or health and welfare traffic, as well as relaying the latest information about storms in English and Spanish. For more information about the Hurricane WatchNet, please visit their website, www.hwn.org. This is Randy Sly, W4XJ. Two satellite enthusiasts recently logged a contact that they claim has set a new record. Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, brings us more. Two satellite enthusiasts are claiming a new QSO distance record with the SO50 satellite in a May 24th contact that covered 5,584 kilometers, the distance between Michigan and Northern Ireland. Joe, KE9AJ, notes on his QRZ.com page that he has long had a particular enthusiasm for extreme distance satellite QSOs. He and George, M-I-0-I-L-E, were able to log one another and claim bragging rights to having beaten the previous record by 61 kilometers. That record was set in 2018 by Jerome, F-4-D-X-V, and Scott, N-1-A-I-A, between France and Maine. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. The amateur radio community has been shaken by the loss of someone who was a familiar face, a familiar voice, and a friend to many, including those of us at Amateur Radio Newsline. Chip Margelli, K7JA, has become a silent key. We hear more about him from Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Chip Margelli, K7JA, was many things to many of us, a top-notch contester in numerous AWRL and CQ magazine competitions, a silver medalist at the 1990 World Radio Sport Team Championship, and a polished operator of CW who was admitted into the first-class CW Operators Club. Chip, who became a silent key on May 25th, even achieved national notoriety outside the amateur radio community, when he appeared on a U.S. late-night talk show with TV host Jay Leno in 2005 in an on-screen rivalry that pitted his CW proficiency against the speed of the U.S. champion in fast cell phone text messaging. A recipient of the E.T. Crankle Medal in 2021, Chip was also listed in the CQ Amateur Radio Hall of Fame. Over the years, he worked for such companies as Yezu USA, Heil Sound, Ham Radio Outlet, and for CQ Magazine. He was a personal friend to many of us at Amateur Radio Newsline. Chip was present in 1986 with Newsline co-founder and treasured friend, the late Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, at the very first ceremony introducing the Young Ham of the Year Award and at subsequent ceremonies at the Huntsville Ham Fest. 
Rest well, Chip. You leave many grieving friends behind. This is Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. If you're a member of the Radio Society of Great Britain and have strong skills in writing and editing, plus technical knowledge relevant to electronics and amateur radio, this job just might suit you. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has the details. Lee Aldridge, G4EJB, the editor of Radcom Basics, has announced his retirement later this year, and the RSGB is seeking a replacement. Radcom Basics publishes material focusing on new amateurs and those who want to develop greater skills in the fundamentals. A successful applicant will assign articles and work with authors in developing them and will be responsible for writing additional articles. There are also editing responsibilities that include handling copy sent in by regular contributors and others. The Radcom Basics Editor reports to Radcom's Managing Editor. For details about the job, including salary range being offered, send an email to radcom at rsgb.org.uk. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world including the N5OZG repeater of the Crescent City Amateur Radio Group in Metairie, Louisiana, following the net on Sundays at 8 p.m. What's almost as good as perfect propagation? How about a ham radio haiku? We're inviting listeners to channel their most creative selves and share the joy of ham radio in the form of a haiku. On our website, arnewsline.org, you'll find a submission form for sending your most poetic offering. Be sure you follow the traditional form to qualify. The first line is five syllables, second line is seven syllables, and the finishing third line has another five syllables. Our team will pick from the best submissions that follow the five-seven-five-syllable rule and represent the love of amateur radio. Your prize? Fame and glory, of course, and a featured spot for your haiku on the Amateur Radio Newsline website. Visit our website at arnewsline.org to see this week's winning haiku. A California amateur is facing a $24,000 fine from the FCC, which has charged him with deliberate interference with a regularly scheduled 80-meter net held by the Western Amateur Radio Friendship Association. Philip J. Bodet, N6PJB, is said to have repeatedly interfered with the net and failed to identify himself by his call sign. They released a notice of apparent liability for forfeiture on May 30th, outlining the case against him. The agency said that last November and December, an agent from the San Francisco field office used direction finding on 3.908 megahertz and on both occasions was able to identify the Ham's Bernie, California home as the source of the interference cited in repeated complaints to the agency. The notice states that Baudet has 30 days to respond either with payment or a written statement seeking a reduction or cancellation of the proposed forfeiture. Some new space on the spectrum awaits amateurs in Belgium, and Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has that story. Hams in Belgium will soon be enjoying the privileges enjoyed by those in South Africa, Slovenia and Ireland by gaining access to the 8-metre band. 
the UBA, the Royal Belgian Amateur Radio Union, has proposed giving hams with a Class A operating certificate a Harrick full licence. The ability to get on the air with as much as 5 watts ERP and a bandwidth limit of 3 kilohertz. Permission is to be granted to individuals following approval from the Belgian regulator BIPT. The frequency range being authorised is between 40.660 and 40.690 MHz. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Hospitalized children outside Washington, D.C. were given a chance to talk with an ISS astronaut recently on amateur radio. Patrick Clark, KATAC, tells us how things went. Having fulfilled the first part of his space mission a few days earlier to arrive on board the ISS, astronaut John Schaffner, KO4MJC, got underway with one of his next goals, to share the joys and opportunities of STEM studies as an educator. On May 26th, he shared that view from space through a CUSO with youngsters at the Children's Inn in Bethesda, Maryland. It was a telebridge contact that made use of a ground station in Belgium with the call sign ON4ISS. The youngsters at the Children's Inn learned about life in space and got a closer look at to the way amateur radio can connect people. The Children's End provides a free residential environment to children and young adults who are patients at the National Institutes of Health as a means of reducing stress on the young patients and furthering the Institute's clinical research. With the help of ARISS and amateur radio, the youngsters also got a view of the great things that can happen beyond the bounds of planet Earth. This is Patrick Clark, K8TAC. We were saddened some time ago by the passing of Richard G4TUT, whose Southgate Amateur Radio News website served as a reliable global bulletin board for many, including amateur radio podcast teams. This badly missed resource is now being revived and provided by Kale K4HCK through his new Amateur Radio Daily website. Once the domain main is transferred from Southgate ARC, its URL will also route you there. This is a new resource available for hams and clubs looking to get word out about their activities. So if you want other hams to see what your club is up to, visit Amateur Radio Daily at daily.hamweekly.com or simply send the story directly to Kale via email to k4hck at hamweekly.com. Kale's new website will display the submitted stories and provide an RSS feed to receive daily updates automatically as they arrive and are posted. In the world of DX, be listing for VU7W, the call being used by Eurus, YL2GM on Minicoy Island, IOTA number AS106, in the Lekshadweep Islands. He'll be on the air throughout June, focusing on the 6-meter band, with some operation on other HF bands. QSOs are to be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Special event station IQ3UV is on the air now through June 11th using CW and SSB on all the HF bands, marking the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Alpine Group of Tolmezzo and the Kanaya section. A certificate will be available as a downloadable PDF for all stations who make contact. For other details, see qrz.com. Be listening for Dan F5DBT on the air as MM slash F5DBT from several islands off Scotland's west coast until the 15th of June. He'll operate SSB, FT8, and FT4 on 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters. QSL information available QRZ.com.
Rick DL2VFR and Fred DL4BBH will operate as LA-DL2VFR and LA-DL4BBH from IOTA Group EU061 and the Etravala National Park in Norway from the 2nd to the 6th of June. They'll be using CW and SSB. This is an IOTA and Worldwide Flora and Fauna Expedition. QSL details are available on QRZ.com. For our final story, we talked to a ham who took a test that may have been just a little bit harder than the one for his amateur radio license. Plus, it was on national TV. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, tells us how it all played out. CW has always been a perfect fit for Richard Eyre, Victor Kilo 6, Popper Zulu Tango, since he became a ham 10 years ago. Unaccustomed as he is to speaking publicly on or off the air, he's most comfortable when he lets the dits and dars do his talking for him. So why would he opt to get on the air, in this case on a national TV program, where he had to answer questions and even trade gently disparaging remarks with the host in a kind of sledging worthy of any cricket pitch? It's because the Australian hit TV show Hard Quiz would test his trivia knowledge about his beloved CW. Oh, and because his two daughters asked him to. On Wednesday, the 31st of May, TV fans watched the medical sonographer square off in the Melbourne studio against three other contestants who, like him, were originally from England, Australia's rival this month in the Test Series cricket matches. So he studied hard in pursuit of the show's coveted brass mug. As he told Newsline recently, I challenge myself to find out something new about Morse code once per day for about one year prior to the show and made notes in a small blue book. I asked my family and friends at our local Bunbury Radio Club to come up with the most obscure questions possible for me to answer. In fact, he said, I think if I spend as much time practising my head copying as I did reading about the code and how it was developed or used over the last hundred years, I'd be a much better operator. No worry there, Richard scored a strong victory and got to take away the huge five kilogram mug. Now, instead of just pounding the brass, he'll be drinking from it. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Do you have a piece of amateur radio news you think Newsline would be interested in? We're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming ham fest or field day participation, but something out of the ordinary. If so, send a brief overview by way of the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, Ambarishnag Bishwash VU2JFA, AMSAT News Service, ARIS, ARRL, KO, K4HCK, CQ Magazine, Dario Rovito, IV3HXF, David BR, K7DB, DXWorld.net, FCC, 425DX News, Jenny Tupper, Mark Felton Productions, QRZ.com, Radio Society of Great Britain, Radio World, SciTech Daily, Science News, ShortwayRadio.de, and you, our listeners, that's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know we appreciate you all. We also remind listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW in Charleston, West Virginia, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.